on this episode of Quantum Week, May 14th through 20th, 2006. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year. Sometime in our lifetime, we talk about the movies, the music, the headlines, the history, anything that comes up that makes that time period special. And this week, we are doing May 14th through 20th, 2006. We're continuing the worst week we've ever done. This is the worst week we've ever done. This is awful. What a horrible week. Both music and uh, movies. Yes. So we, uh, and previously, uh, you, you would have heard us. We talked about the Da Vinci Code. Um, on, on the podcast, we did mission impossible three on, on the YouTube, yeah. uh, mission impossible three, probably the highlight of this week, both in I think song so. or music even. Yeah, um, definitely. and this, this episode will continue us just trashing things. I think <laughs> potentially, uh, sort of from the movie perspective, the movie is Poseidon. Oh my God. The Wolfgang cool. Peterson, uh, film, which is, I'm having, uh, so I'm kind of having almost a hard time wrapping my head around how horrible this movie is. It's real bad. So if you watch this the first time, if you never had seen the Poseidon Adventure, which came out in 1972 with, is it Ernest Borgnine? How do you pronounce Ernest it? Ernest Borgnine, Gene Hackman, Gene Hackman. Shelley Winters. Um, it, at the time, 1972, it was considered to be actually a very good movie. Um, it was nominated for a number of Academy Awards. Um, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Was it uh, mostly because of special effects or something? Or uh, It was just a, a well-received film. Had, had a, had, the cast had five Oscar uh, I think Oscar Winner is in it. I knew um, that, yeah. I think Red Buttons is in it as well. Uh, it had just like an all-star cast. A lot of these movies did, uh, it was Erwin Allen, if I should check for you, but I think it's Erwin Allen, uh, did these films in the 70s. So he did a movie called uh, Airplane, which everyone kind of knows. Yeah, I believe he did that one. I know he did The Towering Inferno. Yeah, he did a bunch of disaster films. He did films. Earthquake, Earthquake right. with Charlton Heston. Yeah, Towering Inferno is a bizarre rewatch now. If you want to, if you are kind of a bizarre watch, O.J. Simpson's in it. Was that the, a building on fire? Yes. Towering Inferno. Yeah, okay. yeah. I believe it might be I Paul know I've Newman. I think is that one. O.J.'s in it. It's a bizarre rewatch. I watched it for the, for the I guess first and only time um, as a kid. I guess in the late nineties, uh, right out of high school, I watched it uh, right after the O.J. trial. Yeah. So watching it then was just kind of like this bizarre. Weird. Yeah, I was uh, I was on like a seventies film kick in the late nineties, and that was one of the ones I watched. And then he did. Uh, so he and he of course uh, did Beside Adventure, of course seventy two. Uh, and then his career kind of fell apart. Uh, he did a, a movie called Swarm, which is one of the regarded, I don't know that one. one of the worst movies ever. Basically, so all these things are disaster. One's right. Towering Inferno. One's an Earthquake. Swarm is um, all bugs. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, I think Henry Fonda is in that. Yeah. And then he did a sequel called Beyond. The Poseidon Adventure. I saw that, and that's got like Sally Fields and a bunch of people bunch in of there people, too. I saw that it cost ten million and made two million in the box complete office. Complete disaster. Yeah. Um, that did not do well. And then he did another movie. Um, I forget what's about. Uh, it was a disaster, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Then, and then that was it, the end of it. But these in the early seventies, disaster movies were big. A big maybe kind of like the superhero movies yes, are like for yeah, us actually now. very similar yeah. uh, in in that regard. They were like they were must see attractions. People went and saw them. They were very excited. Yeah. So. Poseidon Adventure is very dated if you watch it now. I've seen it a couple of times. Um, it's very dated if you watch it now, but it is, there are still some elements that are exciting in the acting. Gene Hackman, I think, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, Shelley Winters is really good. She's kind of annoying, but bizarre. It's Ernest Bergnine is, is good in it. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's a fun watch. This movie is Poseidon, the yep. 2006 remake, is a complete and utter disaster. It's horrid. It's amazing how, how hard. So th- what they did was the only good scenes in the whole movie are ones they completely stole from Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> right. Like uh, the boat, boat uh, sinking. 
the boat sinking, like the, I, you know, sinking at New, at New Year's Eve, right? And then the, some of the great stuff with like uh, with uh, they're c- kind of going across that shaft, um, and like you know things are falling on them. Yeah, Just a, a great some great underwater sequences. Yep. Um, Actually, my favorite was yeah. the opening scene when it's like a drone following. Um, I can't remember the character's name. He's he's running Josh through Lucas. the ship. Josh Lucas's yep. character. He's running through the ship, and the drone is kind of following him, and you just get a sense of how big the ship is. I was like, oh, that's a really great. Shot and gives you a lot of perspective there. See, it didn't do it for me. No, you didn't now, do it for you. I guess at the time in 2006, that was considered to be a great yeah. shot. Like that way at the time was very cutting edge, state of the art. I watch it now and I'm trying not to be a like, you know, I get 14 years you can do dramatically different thing in film. Sure. But to me, it just felt like a really bad like video game. Mm. I felt like, oh, I'm watching like a bad like I was watching it on my phone, so maybe it didn't have a. If I were watching it on, you know, something that 1080p or or 4, 4K or something, it just didn't, might not have it had just the didn't same do effect. it for me. Yeah. yeah, I was like watching just that drone go around. And I like, it looked really cheesy and bizarre to me. But maybe in two thousand six, that maybe was more effective. Do you know it was Industrial Lights uh, and Magic who did the special effects for this film? I did see that, yeah. and I guess it got that's I, Lucas. It was you. um yeah, and and it got at the time I was reading some reviews because this movie was so amazing. I gotta go back and read some of your reviews. It wasn't as hate as I thought it might be, and. Some of the reviews did all say how much they liked the special effects. I thought were kind of horrible. Hmm. Um, I think uh, didn't it get an didn't it get an Academy Award nomination, nomination for special effects? I, I think so. It didn't win, uh, but it, I think it was nominated. Yep. I, I just thought it looked really cheesy. The only time this movie's ever having any fun is when everyone people are dying. Yeah, he, I think Wolfgang Peterson wanted to make a horror movie. And this was the closest thing he had because this is the only time he's having. You can see how the shots are yeah. and how they're laid out and just the creativity of it. He's having fun when people are dying in mass, which is yeah. bizarre. The rest of the movie is very by the book. The acting at some time is almost oh, insanely Dude, terrible. The dialogue is terrible, but and the character development is non-existent. It's unbelievable. Um, before should I give a brief synopsis oh, yeah, of this before do. we go? So it's New Year's synopsis. Eve. <laughs> it's a New Year's Eve, and there's a bunch of assholes on the RMS Poseidon, which is this luxury cruise liner. Uh, gets hit by a rogue wave, and if people people don't know that, but sometimes the ocean will produce usually with tectonic because of tecton- tectonic reasons, plate shifting and shit. They don't say that. They, they, no, they, don't, they just say we, like, we got hit wave. by a rogue wave. But it is you'll get like a thousand foot fucking towering wave coming at you at the speed of sound. Uh, and this one wasn't quite that big, but it was a big wave and knocked the ship over, put it upside down, which famously happened in the, in the original in the well. original one. So you've got people trying to try. Then it becomes a great escape film trying to get the fuck out of it. Right. Them. You have about eight people that kind of go off on their own to yep. try to get to the, in theory, the bottom of the boat, which is on right. the top of the boat to get out and yep. leaves everyone else in this ballroom. Um, so here's the cast. Cause the, the funnest thing about disaster movies is the cast. Now, one thing that was kind of red flag off the bat is that this cast wasn't very well regarded. So, no. um, usually these have like huge names, Charlton Heston, Paul Newman, um, you know, the, the cast usually, Oh, Gene Hackman, these casts are like littered with amazing stuff. Fred Astaire, he's in town. Michael Caine was in the second, uh, second Poseidon. Yeah. As well. He's had like, like crazy that. cast. Yeah. You know, Henry Fott, you know, so this has, uh, has Josh Lucas who's top build. Uh, well, he was top over, uh, over Kurt Russell, over Kurt Russell. I've never liked him. He never worked out for him. I've never liked um, him. Um, they tried like hell to make him a Did star. They? It just didn't work. I can't really, uh, picture Kurt Russell. Uh, and then end, he got it credited as an end, Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, 
Emmy Rossman, is that her and name? Emmy Rossman's in this. From uh, Shameless. Right. I like her in Shameless, actually. And at that point in 2006, they were trying to make her a star Yeah, as well. she was pretty young then. Um, She was in uh, in some big movies. Kevin Dillon, who is, who is the most punchable motherfucker you've ever met. His character in this movie, he plays a guy called Lucky Larry. And at one point, he goes, that's why they call me the Lucky irony. Larry. <laughs> like, irony. it's the most bizarre line reading. Like, what do you, like, when you get that script, are you like, how do you, like, and uh, to Dillon's credit, he sees me playing like a cartoon. Yeah. Which is probably the only way to play this. So I almost give him a pass. But it's, it's not a cartoonish movie. But it's, that's the thing is like no one else is on the same film. page. No. But it's not a serious film because the dialogue. So you can't right. either way. Yeah, it, yeah. Like Dreyfus is playing this like is playing as, as uh, he plays a gay character in the film, but he's playing it straight from an acting perspective. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it, it just doesn't work. He, I don't understand why the backstories mattered at all with any of these people. Why did we learn about his, uh, Richard Dreyfuss's relationship that split up or Josh Lucas as a, I mean, I understand the Navy part, but as a gambler, like none of the backstories mattered at well, all. This was the weirdest thing about this movie. So this movie is very or short. Russell, Russell as the mayor of New York. Like who, who it, you see made York apparently like 15 years. It was very strange. Yeah, yeah. How long was he a fireman for? He's also a fireman. Yeah, yeah. It was very strange. So, so usually disaster movies, you have about an hour of getting to these characters. Earthquake yeah. is especially famous for this. They have a very long open sequence before the earthquake even happens. Uh, and you really run these characters very dramatic. And that's why these big stars typically do it because you get to kind of show off your acting chops for an hour. Right. This movie, I guess to its credit, it's like 10 minutes in cuts right to the chase. <laughs> right. It's, I, t- I timed it. It was 17 <laughs> minutes in when the, when yeah, it strikes. Jesus. And I was just like, that's counting the credits. And it's just like, holy, that's like four minutes of Josh Lucas on a boat. 13 minutes of exposition and then you get right into it. Right. And just like, what the fuck? Is, I don't even know these I didn't people. Give a Why shit do I care? About any of them. I was uh, like, they could all die. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. You don't care. All these people. Not and at it was all. Very strange. Uh, Andre Brower is the ship's captain. Yet oh, you, right. But you never see him run the boat. He's only in the ballroom. Yeah, he's just partying. Um, and then Furry from uh, right, she's Black singing. Eyed Peas yeah. as a singer. She she dies. They don't, you don't see Brower or her die, but no. they, they do die. Um, this one Clearly. moment, I think, mean, kind of encapsulates the film really well. So they're in this. They're in this chef. Freddie Rodriguez from Six Feet Under. Um, he, he's, a, he's a good actor. So he's only there. To make sure that people know their way around the ship. Correct. And they, then he's then he gets killed. He gets killed. Well, but the way he, he gets, really killed gets killed is bizarre. It's bizarre. So he so they're uh they're trying to go from like one side of this shaft to the other, and they have to kind of make this big jump to get there. Uh things, of course, is a big explosion, of course. It's an actual that's fine. Oh, and it's an elevator shaft. It's an they're elevator shaft. Get, yes. That's right. Yep. So uh it ends up where Richard Drive is hanging onto the elevator shaft, and then he meanwhile, Richard Drive is like 60 years old. There's no <laughs> yes, way this is possible, yeah, but right. Freddie Rodriguez then is holding onto his leg for dear life. Yep. And they tell Richard Dreyfus's character, who seems by all accounts to be a very nice man, that he needs to kick off. You gotta kill him. You gotta kill him to, right. to survive. To survive. And he does it. He totally does it. And Freddie Rodriguez does this. The next scene, Dreyfus seems fine. He's fine. That that was crazy to me. He's there's no, no repercussions. There's nothing. It's like oh, no it, emotional turmoil. He just killed a man. There's no emotional turmoil. Turmoil until um, Rodriguez's kind of partner, yes. stowaway woman, she dies. And everyone's sad. When, and it's nobody's fault at that. Like right, no one killed her. No, I mean it was kind of shitty. But they were despondent for well, for three minutes, and they, they were back. Yeah, to, they, they were back they, to being happy again. But but, but who was more the, the person who was most upset about that was actually what Josh, I can't I keep forgetting his name. Josh. Uh, Josh the, Lucas. Josh Lucas. He yes, was the most he was upset. Very upset. And he wasn't even a part of that process of her dying. No. Where Dreyfus but was. The, the, he was the Freddie Rodriguez thing is so bizarre because he, ki- he kills a man. Totally so kills him. So imagine that happened to any of us. By all accounts, Dreyfus was a normal guy. Um, just like any of us, you know, regular person. The elevator was going to fall down on them. He had to get yeah, out of there quick. Right. right. But imagine if any, imagine if you, just put yourself in, you kill, you kicked the guy off of you to, sur- to survive. Yes, but you, but you did that. 
you would be tortured. Tortured. You would be, I, I think I, I would probably, you'd probably go into some sort of panic attack. Yeah. I, I imagine I just had, I'd convulse. I, I, like, what would you do? You'd, I would, yeah, maybe dry heat. Yeah, I would be you'd upset. Be, you'd, you'd right. be, you would be like tortured. Yeah. He, the very next scene, he's cracking jokes. It was Jesus just, Christ. So was this person a sociopath? Piece of shit. Like, what is it? But no it wonder just, his lover left him. You're right. It, but yeah, he was more upset about being left on a cruise ship than he was about murdering a guy in almost cold blood. It was so bizarre. Um, but you know that, what, that, oh, that just shows you the script, which was nothing there. You know what else was bizarre is uh, Emmy Rossum's the daughter of Kirk Russell's character, and they're in two different parts of the ship, and nine people survive. And both both of them are in the group that survives. That's fucked up. Yeah, that, I'll give him a pass for that. What I won't give her a pass nice for is she called her breasts the twins. Yeah, the twins in front of her dad. <laughs> right. She goes, "Oh, you do, you you don't mind? You oh, you got that a was bizarre too." She says, "You have a problem with the, with twins? the twins?" Yeah. What the what what daughter <laughs> was saying to her father? And to and you know, they're all like in a public place. Even makes it even more bizarre. It was bizarre. But the beginning was bizarre too, where Kirk Russell says, "You know, hey, can you button up your shirt? You're you're kind of showing your yeah." He doesn't say titties, but in my head, I'm like, "Your titties." Yeah. yeah uh, it, and then she says, "The twins got the whole that the whole, whole thing interaction was, like, was what really is shitty. happening. It was yeah. so bizarre. It was bizarre. Uh, it was very." It, it, this movie is uh, is is so bad. It's almost entertaining, but then it's not because it copies stuff from Poseidon Adventure. So it's like so. Anytime I was like, oh, I'm kind of enjoying this because it's so shitty. Did you watch that recently? Because I I mean I know uh, I've seen I it saw as a kid. It, but... I saw it. A, I said one of this big '70s kick. Uh, you know, I'll tell you why too. So uh, Suncoast movies uh, in the Foxtrot Mall in yeah. New Hampshire. Uh, they had a sun, I mean, everyone, you know, balls had these Suncoast movie. Remember the, yep, you guys remember, I remember Suncoast. Um, so you can go, you could buy VHS tapes, which was pretty cool back then. I thought it was really awesome. I always want to have a movie library. Yeah. So, um, and they had a big sale on these kind of disaster movies for a few months. So if I had like nine 99, I can go and I could buy earthquake. I go in and buy towering Inferno or buy these movies, right? Buy beside adventure. And, um, and I could watch it and I, I just really, I just really fell in love with film during this time in my life, especially where I could just go and like find different films, probably things I, I never even knew existed. Yeah. So I saw Poseidon Adventure. I saw Earthquake at least three or four times. I've seen Poseidon Adventure probably, I don't know, four or five times maybe. I've probably seen it a couple I've times, but it, usually I, a lot, a lo- lo- long time ago I saw it. But I haven't seen it since 2001. Well, so okay, but, DVD you, player. You, but you remember the things that they copied. Yes. I didn't, I mean, I didn't catch any of that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. It was, it was a lot they copied yeah. um, and it was all the best scenes. So I'm like, oh, so not only is this movie absence of any intelligence, it's also absence of any creativity. Yeah. They're ripping off all the best parts. Now the characters were, were, were pretty different um, than in, but you still had like an old guy. You still had, you know I mean? You still yeah. had some of these people kind of carry over but the characters were a little bit other, other than that. The, the film was very similar. Where were the British people? This is a, this is a British <laughs> ship. <laughs> And they're sailing from London to, to New everyone's, York. Everyone's the most American <laughs> people in the world. <laughs> right. I didn't understand that. I also didn't understand. Um, so there's a scene where uh, the water is really starting to catch up to people towards the end of the film. And sure. they haven't quite um, gotten to the propeller, which is where they're going to make their exit. There's, there's a kid who's... Um, most annoying. One of the most annoying oh my children God. you can imagine. That motherfucking kid separates himself from his mom. What the fuck were they doing? What was happening? I don't know. It's like, why and would they have ever lost this some, kid? Not only this, but this shows you once again, how lazy this, this script is. They never explain. They never why. explain that. You never he's know. Just he's just gone. He's just drowning somewhere and else. You never in the know ship. why. And then you got to go fucking dig and him they out. Find him in a cage. And you basically, yeah, that's the other thing. How did he even get it in the first the mom place? Ask the kid. He says, I don't know. How do you not fucking know? Why what would you have wandered fuck off? Fuck is you, a, if you're a kid, it's a, no, but how do you not know how he got in the cage? You, if you, if you're a kid 
You are, and you're you're on this giant ship in the middle of the fucking ocean. You just been hit by a fucking rogue wave. Your whole world is collapsing, and you are you're you're like facing your own mortality for the first time probably in your life. And you, you wander off from your mom. You saw people die. Bullsh- you saw. Oh my god, there was a corridor where everybody got burned yeah, to death. Right. There was like probably four thousand people in that fucking corridor all piled on each other. Burnt to a fucking crisp. Let's say, let's say for argument's sake. And you leave your mom? Let's give him a pass. And let's say maybe he was going to the bathroom. Well, let's just say it was a split second thing. But the most lazy thing, even the script knew how it was there. Because they go, how did you get in a cage? I don't know. I, just give her the seat. I don't know. It's like, so lazy. Like, oh. have a reason. Just anything. I I, I saw cheese. If I, I went, ju- anything. <laughs> right. I, just any reason. The fucking I saw a toy. Something. I saw yeah. a cat. It's just some, some reason. Something. Yeah. It was the. I'm the if I were Josh Lucas's character, I would have been fuck that kid. Let him die. He got the kid. He deserves it. He did. He yeah. The kid well, he course. wanted yeah. to. I mean, he wanted to get he wanted, into that. He wanted to do yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, so this movie's terrible. So, uh, are you have anything else in this movie? Um, no, yeah, no. Yeah. It costs. It costs over one hundred fifty. One hundred sixty million is what I saw. <laughs> what? The, the, the cast is not. It's not million. an impressive cast. So Kirk Russell. So he didn't get the top billing, but no. he must have gotten the most money. I would imagine. Right. Kirk Russell's good. He's decent. He's a good actor. What are you calling him? Kirk. Kurt Russell. There you go. Sorry about that. Uh, Kurt Russell. Uh, Josh Lucas. Uh, Richard Richard Dreyfuss at that point is not earning. No, 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 no. What did he do? Mr. Holland's Opus last time? Last yeah, that was like 97, like, so yeah. like 11 years earlier. You know, Richard Dreyfuss returned to water. It's a big deal. Jaws, Richard Dreyfuss is back. Right. Yeah. No. No. Uh, and then everybody else is kind of a, you know, that's not a big name cast. No. Like Kevin Dillon. So what are they saying? Spe- you even couldn't get the right Dillon. I know, right? <laughs> I actually hate Matt Dillon too, but uh, this guy. Oh, sorry, the, kind of, I like Matt Dillon. All right. He's all right. Yeah. Um, but th- what did the cast with $20 million cast? So the rest is all special effects. I guess so. I don't know. So man. 140 million in special effects. I, I, Why the fuck I, would I, you put I yourself out there? I understand. None of it makes any sense. Um, and, and we'll, we'll get into this in a second, but the dra- director actually is pretty well. Yeah. Wolfgang, Wolf, I, Wolfgang I, Peterson. I, I had some ups and downs on him, but, but we, we can tackle that. Well, before we do that, I just wanted to say a couple. Th- oh, two couple other things. Um, they're all drunk and tired. Like, this is New Year's Eve. How are they fucking... How has anybody survived? They're all fucking drunk and tired. Number one. Number two. It's true. The stairway was right side up. How the fuck is the stairway right side up? You can see the fucking... (laughs) It didn't make sense to me. Uh, The boat's upside down. And then the third thing was that... Okay, the the wars. No, yeah, none of the signs... None of the right. I, I don't think. I mean, maybe, no, they're not. No, they were right side up. <laughs> How the fuck did that happen? They're like negotiate. There's like little map signs. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's like, oh, the shaft the is down this way. The right, right, right. The doors are right. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, all of it. How can you be sold? You have a hundred sixty million dollar budget. How do you not have one dude like correcting all that shit? This is Wolfgang's last American, last real film. I think. I think the he just you know the game passed him by. Yeah, I have one more thought. Oh yeah, go this. one go. more, and that is um, the worst is Kirk Russell is drowned. Okay, so so they need to shut the propellers off because they're going to exit through the propellers, but they're on. Right. So he swims, I don't know, 400 feet uh, underwater to go to this place to certain death to go shut off the fucking turbine. Right. And the, and the button knows, that shuts he, it off, he knows he he's going to die. Option. He won't have the option to get back. So he's, he, right, he's, he's going to yeah, die. Right. Uh, so he goes there and the button that controls this thing is going to fuck, is, is, is all destroyed. He can't shut this shit off. So he drowns. And then a second later, he comes back to life for a split second to hit reverse on the yes. thing. Did you say like the he he like he convulses, 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 nothing, and then wakes up for a Wait, second, sorry. hits the thing, and then dies. It's like I what? Don't know, I don't know how these convulsions are not a. It's not a gif. Yeah, it's, I know. It's really it's, funny. It's funny. It's, it's creepy really and funny. funny to look at. Um. 
yeah, I guess that's that's all I have. I mean, don't see this film. It's so choppy. It's the script good. is so bad. It's all action. The action's not good. Nothing's it's not, believable. It's not creative. If you're gonna go, if you're like, you know, I kind of want to see these kind of these Irwin Allen movies. Chris is talking about. Yeah. Go get Poseidon Adventure then, or go get Earthquake. They're, There's so many other. They're long. Good they're not. They're, disaster they're, films. they're It's a it's a moment in time. I wouldn't recommend any. They're, no. they're dated now. Um, but if you're just interested in film and interested in kind of that time period, because it was the Towering Inferno. These were very important movies yeah. in the early seventies. Yeah. If you're interested in that stuff, go go check them out. Um, but uh, d- don't see this. There's no reason to see this. It's it's completely devoid of intelligence and creativity. Yeah, fuck it. Um, do you do you wanted to do you want to do something with Wolfgang or what? We do. We okay. Got, you know what we're bringing back? Braggins, 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 baby. All right. Um, so Wolfgang Peterson made nine American movies. Okay, but he also made a couple German films he that did. were really American movies. For the sake of this, because it's brackets, baby, we only can take eight movies. But we're not going to count Never Ending Story? We are going to count that. Okay, good. Uh, I was really, uh, I guess, uh, American language. He made nine films where people speak English. Okay, perfect. Das Boot might be one of his most regarded films. Sure. I'm not counting that. A, I've never seen it. I haven't seen B, it. B, it's not American. I mean, we, we have to get eight. Right. So that is me. We have to make a cut. I am making a cut here. Uh, I'm cutting off. I'm going to tell you right now what it is. You tell me. It is called Shattered. It's with Tom Berenger. It came out in 1991. Oh, actually, I have seen that. Was it? It was sort of like a, a uh, indecent. No, no, no. Uh, what's the one with? Oh, uh, uh, what's the one? Not fatal. Attra- kind of a fatal attraction okay. type of film, wasn't it? it, it I've never seen it. Uh, is it, it out of the brackets? It, it did not make the cut for the box office. Perfect, because I don't remember. And plus, I it's it's not. I just can't imagine. The other eight are very known movies. Okay. All right. Right. Let's do. Let's do this brackets. Okay. I will have one other caveat too. Uh oh. So I there's one of these eight movies I've not seen. Yeah, we know that. Um, well, I know, you that. know that. We, we talked about right. that. We, we talked about it before the show. Do you want to say what it is? I'm getting there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm for sorry. A I got excited. So there's eight movies. So Matt and I just so you know when we do the prep, uh, Matt is not aware of any of the seatings or any of the movies. I did just say to him that there is one movie on here I have not seen. I want to make sure he saw it. So basically, kind of whatever he says with that bracket goes. Chris and I don't talk to each other unless it's on the show. That's not true. Okay, it's not true. Uh, but if for the sake of the prep and everything, I try to keep everything as spontaneous as possible. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So uh, once again, same as always, we're doing brackets. So that means we got a one and an eight. How I did was I seated these by box office. Good. Yeah, might okay? as well. Yep. Not, so that just keeps it even. I'm not doing any favors, anything like that. Right. Our number one seed, The Perfect Storm, the George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg movie. Yep. Versus uh, Enemy Mine with Dennis Quaid. He meets an alien. Uh, it was on HBO a ton when we were kids. Wait, do we have to agree on the bracket? We do. This is tough because I have a really soft spot in my heart for Enemy Mine. Oh God, it's such a soft spot. I like a perfect storm. I know uh, it's a better movie, but right. I but it'll, it's then, a better. It wins. I'll tell you what though, it wins. So my father, who I think would have been friends with you, probably would have liked you more than I do. I hope so. Uh, he loved Enemy Mine. I think it's a really good film. Give a give give some time. Give Enemy Mine a little respect, and then we'll move on. But Enemy Mine is an interesting movie. It is an interesting movie. So uh, it is. Um, Two uh, is a human and an alien race that are battling each other, and they uh, two end up. Uh, wait, who's the? Is it Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid the, is the is uh, glove. No, it's not glove. It's Chappie. It's uh, I can't remember the guy. I can't name. remember the alien because he, he's in like full makeup. I forget who it is. It's but he played Chappie in the, the uh, in the Iron Eagle films. It's that guy. Lugas Junior. I think it's Lugas Junior. It so Lugas Junior is the alien. They they crash land. They've been fighting. They crash land on an uh, an almost inhabitable planet, and they have to figure out a way to survive together. It's just the two of them. And they become friends. I don't think it's not regarded very well. No, I, I think it's a good I, film. I actually though. think it's pretty decent. Yeah. I will say 
Uh, Perfect Storm, not a critical darling. I really enjoy it. Perfect Storm is a good movie. Uh, it is. And I'll, get, I'll give it to that. All right. Because I know it is a better movie, but I do have a saw. I just needed to, you know. I'm glad you had that because I was kind of bummed when I saw this matchup and I was kind of bummed any of mine got the eight seed. Yeah. I was like, oh, because I knew my dad liked it a lot. Yeah. I watched it a lot growing up. I'm like, this isn't, this This might this might not deserve to be a first round and out, but it is. So, yeah, right. All right. Okay. So, that's right. How so we agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Number four, mm. In the Line of Fire. Number five, Seed, Outbreak. In the Line of Fire is better. I agree. Outbreak yeah. to me is this ultimately very disappointing movie. So you have this megastar cast, Dustin yeah. Hoffman, Morgan Freeman, Rene Russo, yep. our friend Rene Russo, Patrick yeah. Dempsey. It has a lot of people in it. Um, and it, it doesn't deliver. I know it's actually gotten kind of a second life with all the coronavirus oh, stuff. Yeah. It's getting a lot of stuff uh, along with contagion, which is a much better movie. If you can, if you need to watch from the, I don't actually think I've seen contagion. It's frightening. Is it's, it? It's not, yeah, I don't it's, think I it's see very it terrifying. It's very upsetting. Um, especially now, they used yeah. terms like social distancing and stuff. Did they really? Yeah. I was wondering where that phrase came from. I think it came from like the CDC. They must have done yeah. a ton of research. It's, it's very, it's very disturbing. Um, but outbreak is not as good. It's not a, I don't think it's a very good movie and it's, it's disappointing. Um, and in the line of fire is really, is really interesting. Eastwood it is interesting. really good. He's so good. Um, as an aging, um, he's a, uh, he's protecting the president, right? And yeah, yeah he protected, uh, John F. Kennedy and, right. and he has a lot of guilt. About oh, he does not, because he got shot. Right. And then John Malkovich plays a great, movie villain. Totally. All right. So we agree on that. Okay. Yep. So, uh, number two seed is air force one. Number seven seed is never ending story. Fuck. I got another situation where I have a, I know air force one is the better film. I but don't I, think it is. You don't think so. Okay, good. I think never Fuck air force one. I think air force. I one really is have a, I know this might, this might chap some asses here. I don't think air force one's a bad movie. It's, it's not bad. It's, 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 it's really an great. action movie. Yeah. It's fine. Never any story is really creative and interesting. Oh, it is. It's bizarre. It's, it's one of my favorite films from being a kid. Me too. It's one of the ones I watched the most. It, we came out in 84. We, yeah. we were like four or five. Six, I mean, yeah, it was on HBO a ton. Right. Oh, totally. Uh, my sister watched it a lot. I know that, you know, uh, Trey, like, Bastion, just, yeah. say my name, all that shit. The fucking the horse uh, that dies in the mud. Oh my god, that that broke my heart as a kid. Uh, it was really, really, and yeah, it was it, it, those giant statues with the laser eyes. It's a really interesting movie. Um, the yeah. childlike princess, right? Yep. Yeah, it was. It's a really interesting movie. It's visually very interesting. It's very creative. It's really. It's like the anti. Is it the anti uh, Poseidon? It is. Yeah. Um, and that's actually one that he did film in Germany, but with an American yes, cast. Yep. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so we agreed every story was on then. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. So an upset there. There we go. Uh, and then this is, you have the bat here. It's number three seed is Troy. Yeah. Number six seed is our friend Poseidon. Oh, Troy destroys it. It's actually a pretty good film. So you you should like, watch I've never seen Troy. So yeah, we talking about Troy. Uh, well, Troy, you know, it, it's uh, Helen of Troy, Eric Brad Pitt, Banner. Eric Banner. Um, Orlando Bloom. Orlando in Bloom is in it too. as kind of a like a shitty character, but he does a good job. It's kind of an, it's epic. There's uh battle scenes. Um, and uh, fucking um, Brad Pitt is like, he is a fucking bad. He's, he's a badass. He's fucking Achilles in this. Okay. And he like just destroys this big, tall giant in like one move. It's, it's a crazy scene. It's epic. It's a, yeah, it's, it's it blows fucking Poseidon out of the, right. out of the, out of the water. Good. So we got our second round then, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. You're, you're all proud of yourself. You're not <laughs> <made> a joke. <laughs> okay. So uh, second round. Yeah. 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 Perfect storm. Uh huh. In the line of fire. I would go in the line of fire for that. Sorry. No, I think you're right. In the line of fire is a better movie. Yeah, it sucks. So I really like perfect storm. If you had, if you, it's a good film. I could really go either way on this. I actually think I enjoy perfect storm. more. I think it's a more, it's a more enjoyable movie. I think in the line of fire is a better movie. Yeah. If it's that makes better. any sense. So oh. I will, I will acquiesce on that one. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to need your help on this one. 
Neverending Story versus Troy. Okay, Neverending Ending Story. Oh, good. All right, I mean, yeah. happy. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, Troy is good, but Neverending Story is just more creative. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. so, so, so I have to agree with that because I've not seen Troy. So this, this is our finals. God damn it. And meanwhile, too, I'm going to put up polls in this. We can all vote on it as well. Uh, I'll start the poll on Saturday. Yeah, because you guys might, comes out, might fucking disagree. And then Sunday and then Monday is all our finals. So but our finals for us <sighs> is In the Line of Fire, Never Ending Story. Oh, probably In, in, the, in line the Line of Fire, fire is, is a better, better movie. Story. Yeah, it's, it's a better, better movie. movie. It's a really well-crafted yeah, suspenseful thriller. Yep. It's almost Hitchcockian in some ways. Uh, I know it's a great, great, great scene with the elevator and the hotel. Mm. Um, it's just, it's just a, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's gotta be number one. Never any story. The most creative of his work though. Totally. I'll give it a little caveat yeah. there. So we agree then I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, in the line of fire then yep. is, uh, is our number one. All right. That was brackets, baby. Brackets, baby. Okay. Uh, well that's more fun than talking about this stupid fucking song that we have to talk about. Actually, I don't hate this song. I don't hate it. I, so what, what ends up happening is I end up, uh, oh, with all these songs, particularly the song I've heard this before. It was, you know, it I was, on, so. it was right, of pretty course, big. but like, I don't know it. Like it never really deconstructed it. There's no reason to, I never it, but I never <laughs> like sought it out to listen yeah. to it. So usually those types of songs, which we keep running into because these are not pop, my favorite tunes, more popular music. Yeah. I'll just put my headphones on and put this on repeat and just kind of let it go into my subconscious. And you know, after doing that, probably listen to it 40 times in the last 48 hours. I Did would you guess. really? Yeah, I would say so. Cause I just let it go. Oh, really? Wow. I just let it go and let it get into my subconscious. Cause that, that's how I can I really four or five times. That's not enough Is that what you can do? Yeah. Well, if I mean, if I'm the one who's more responsible know, for I talking know, about yeah. this shit, then I really should. And the best way for me is always to get it into my subconscious. And then it, my subconscious kind of works on it and forms ideas around it. But it's not a bad song. It's not bad. It's like, I don't it, mind it. it has a, like a, it, it's, uh, it's just kind of a, um, it's one of these rap tunes. It's almost like, uh, do you know, um, uh, uh, with the club, uh, yo shorty, it's your birthday. Yeah. Want to party yeah. like the, yeah, yeah. right. It's kind of like that. There was this theme that was happening. Uh, that was 2009. So this is a little bit earlier, but in the kind of mid to late two thousands where you'd have kind of halftime beats, like a slower rap tune that would let that would let you like rap twice as fast over it. Like okay. you would do double time. Yeah, rap and they do that in this over song. it. Yeah, and yeah, they do that yeah. right. And I kind of like that groove. And it it lets you it it what it does is it gets the beat out of the way so that you can be a little bit more creative with your flow. Now I found that um, so this is Chameleonaire. Yes, it's not Chameleonaire. Chameleonaire. I mean, I didn't know. Oh, Chameleonaire. By the yeah. way, yeah, uh, five days younger than me. Is he really? Is that old? Yeah, born the same week. Uh, just kind of an old man now. I guess. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, this is off of his The Sound of Revenge album. I don't know how many albums he has. He, he doesn't Jerry have Callahan many. Jerry Callahan. <laughs> right this is his favorite artist. Um, <laughs> but the bet, so Chameleonaire, Chameleonaire was not my favorite on this album. He had uh, a guy from Bone Thugs and Harmony on here. Okay. I'm trying to find his name. I know I put Bone it in Bone Thugs N. Oh, it's N. It's not and. It's, yeah, it's, it's the N apostrophe. Um, the Bone Thugs and, and Harmony guy, he did, I think it was the second verse. He did a full, this is kind of not normally how it's done. If you have a featuring in a rap tune, usually they do like a few lines or they're doing some backups or yeah. something or they're kind of playing off you. Mm. But this is one where um, the Bone Thugs and Harmony guy, oh, it's Crazy Bones. Oh, well, Crazy Bones did the second verse. I think it was the second verse. He did the whole second verse. And that is the best part of the song. Uh, Crazy Bones can really flow. He's got a lot of like, so... Chameleonaire is very blocky. When he raps, it's like he'll do like a sort of that type of flow where where um 
where crazy bones is all syncopated. Da, 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 da. Syncopated just means it's off the beat. Okay. Like he's not following a nice um, sort of even pattern. He's kind of all over the place rhythmically. I found that to be way more creative. And I and actually really, I think the second verse is really good. He's, he's uh, his flow is really awesome. But besides that, it's sort of a slow, it's like, yeah, it's one of those songs where, one of those rap tunes where you've got, you have kind of a halftime beat so that you can do faster, more syncopated stuff over it if, if you're qualified. Um, this song, oh, and it's, it's very repetitive. It's just got dun, like a, dun, 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 yeah. yeah, it's just sort of got this like uh, kind of a ascending minor sounding kind of bass, yes. maybe some strings in there, sound that just loops, 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 loops. There aren't even a lot of cuts or no. other samples. I actually usually when I research a song, I can see it'll um I can find out where they grabbed samples from. I don't think there were any samples. I think they just, you know, did this in Pro Tool recording software, you know, just laid this these tracks down. There wasn't anything, you know, innovative about it at all. Um but it did sell four million copies, which is pretty fucking respectable. Uh and it did peak it peaked at number three uh on the like the hot the top forty chart. Okay. This uh, peaked this weekend for a few weeks. So it was successful and it didn't, it was nominated, I think for two Grammys and won one for uh, best um, rap performance, I think in a duo or group. Mm-hmm. So I want a fucking Grammy. I, I, it has some interesting themes too. Like I think the idea of like, you know, it was nominated for a rap song as well, but didn't get it. You know, police, uh, you know, kind of targeting minorities yeah. and, it definitely talked about some things that would be more in the public eye. Yep. Uh, you know, across America, say, as a, you know, maybe something that black people always knew, but, you know, maybe white people weren't aware of it, wasn't really affecting them. Yeah. But now we know about it now after things like, you know, Tavon and, and yeah. all those things. You know, right. This kind of talks about some of those elements there. And if you listen to it now, it's like, oh, it has a little bit of a. Um, it does. It, it's like, oh, that's a little bit foretelling or, or you know, just maybe just or, accurate. Right. And we just didn't know it. Um, right. Stuff that maybe I know the first time I listened to this song back in 2006, I didn't know a lot of these things were happening. Well, or we didn't, weren't, weren't aware they were as prevalent as they We they didn't are. have like, we didn't have phones with as good a video equipment right. that, then that, as we do yeah, now, yeah. which really opened our eyes to this stuff. Right. And I guess that's really what we need is society, unfortunately, totally. was to actually see it. Yeah. And when maybe these people in these communities knew that, no, this shit's been going on a long time. Right. You know, because Jay-Z kind of jokes about it uh, in in a lot of his, not, not just joking, but raps about it in a, in a clever way with a lot of this shit too, being like, no, they're, they're coming after us. You know, it's not right. And we're getting pulled over, getting bothered and yep. getting, you know, harassed all the time. And so ride and dirty, that just means, um, you're driving in your car and you have contraband in there or weapons or something. Um, uh, but you're right. Even the video is all is, is police brutality kind of the whole way through. It's a uh, chameleon air riding around and he's getting pulled over by cops or getting chased by cops. And it sort of intersplices. Did you watch the video at I all? I did not. It intersplices, uh, scenes of, um, of this like big, I can't remember the actor's name, but this big guy like in a wrestling match, basically sort of showing the, um, basically he's saying, well, this is how police are treating us. Like it's yeah. a, like, it's a wrestling match. Um, so I wanted to talk about, Oh, there's two other things I wanted to kind of explore here. First of all, there were some terms that I didn't like, I didn't know certain things about the record industry until I, now I'm seeing them over and over and I finally fucking, got off my ass and questioned them and, and tried to figure out what they were. So top 40, do you know what a- that actually means? I always assumed it was like the top 40 hits, like pop music. Top Me 40. too, but it's not. It's actually, what are the number one, 
Number two, whatever. What are the number one songs that are getting played at the 40 most prominent radio stations in the country? Oh, that's I, what that I thought means. it was the 40 biggest songs. It's not. Oh, um, all right. So I didn't know that. I was like, what the fuck does top okay. 40 mean? Right. And so there, there are several charts that we look at or I look at, but we look at as the top 40 chart and you the top 100 chart. You know that too? Chart. I remember when we were growing up, it was like Rick D's and, and the Casey Weekly top 40. Yep, that's right. But like top 40 meant top 40 songs. But you're saying industry-wise, it actually means top 40 radio stations. That's right. All right and they all right. might do the top 40 songs from the top ro- uh, 40 radio stations. I don't know. I don't know, but, but right. But, for but this, it's about, but, right. but, yeah, for the for the billboard charts, that's what that means. Okay. And then the top 100 is the, the, uh, is, is sales. So how, so top 100 sales, you know, this week puts you on the top 100 chart. Okay. So it's those, those are kind of the two important ones. And then of course there's the adult contemporary or the rap or the dance or the alternative yeah. or rock or whatever. Um, the other thing is, oh, I wanted to know about the certification. I knew some of this, but the certification, so you'll see something as a gold record, right. um, that so gold yep. is 500,000 units sold. Maybe okay. you know that. Um, and, uh, wait, wait, what was it? Gold for, for, oh, and diamond is, uh, oh, platinum is 1 million. Platinum is a million. I that one. About okay. 1 million. And then diamond is 10 million. Oh, yeah. So okay. that's, that's so the, not, cream of the not a ton of diamonds. And I'm guessing, no, I mean, we've hit a few yeah. like Macarena and some yeah. of that shit, but, yeah. uh, but no, not, not a ton of those. So that, that's the designation. Those are, those are a couple things. The last thing that I wanted to say about this song is, um, the weird Al weird Al covered it yes, or cover, uh, parodied it. And it was actually pretty. So that's white and nerdy, so white and nerdy. Okay. Yeah, which is actually a really good song. Oh, um, I did find this. This uh, ride and dirty is like five minutes long, which is yes. not something you see very often in a rap song. Um, Weird Al's version's two minutes and fifty seconds. Well, he knows so. the joke. You <laughs> yeah, can only do. Just, I mean, you can't. Uh, yeah, we, we get it. You, you know, can he's white so and nerdy. We, we get it. Um, video's funny though. His okay. rap rap is really good. Actually, I love the Weird Al version a lot. Okay. Uh, and Chameleon Air does too. He said he was shocked that Weird Al could rap. Oh, as right. well as he can. Weird Al, I mean, you probably believe this too. I'm, I'm not he, a big Weird Al fan. He's but an I, amazing musician. I really respect what he can do. He's, I guess he's supposed to be like a really cool guy, really nice I'm person. Sure, yeah. Uh, so I can to- I totally tip my hat to Weird Al. My buddy was uh, on tour with Weird Al. He did uh, Front of House. He did sound for Weird Al. Oh, wow. Yeah, All for, right. for uh, one summer a couple years ago. I mean, I totally get, I, I get what people <laughs> like him. I'm not... He doesn't. That's you know, not your thing. Doesn't get me. But he's like, but, super talented. But he's really talented. He's been around forever. He's supposed to be a really, really decent human being. Yeah. And he's can do all these different songs. No, I mean, I totally get As it. a kid, I loved his music. Um, I had uh, fat the, yep. uh, the, that album, um, which, which is, of which course, is a funny the bad. video. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, a lot of good stuff on that, on that album. I had that, but, but I didn't really respect him until I saw a live. Um, I didn't actually, I'd love to see him live. I have not done that yet. I will when he comes around again, if we ever get out of this pandemic. Um, but on TV, I saw a live, a live, uh, live show of his. Okay. They are so tight. His band is so good. Yeah, I'm He's sure. He's an amazing musician. You do it a um, long time. You, it's pretty awesome. You don't, you don't do that kind of stuff unless you're really good at it. You know, for that yeah, long. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But Chameleonaire said, I knew I made it. I knew I was probably going to win the Grammy because Weird Al made a <laughs> yeah, parody song for me. True. So he he handled it way better than... I guess you know, some I other guess, people did. Was it Chameleonaire? I guess he now is a, uh, he's like an entrepreneur. He just kind of like, he's been out of the, the rap game for a while. And I guess he's just kind of like a businessman now. Good for him. Yeah. He even went up to Weird Al and, and fucking thanked him on the red carpet and said, Hey, thanks oh, for good, making yeah. it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like a, so, yeah, and, unless you have anything else on that's the song, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Right. Um, do you want to, what, what were you doing? Let's this talk time? personal story. Yeah. So yeah. this is my time for it. So we're actually going to talk a continuation of a, of a story we talked about back in the 2005 episode. I don't even remember when that so, was. I think it was November though. It was the, the last week of November, 2005. That was when I moved from Florida back home. 
um, with my, oh, my mom. You drove with yeah, your mom. Yes, yeah. yeah. We went back home and we kind of talked about how I ended up mo- moving to upstate New York and running a baseball team. What? In, yeah, in 2006. Oh, wait, wait, no, you didn't say that. You said you went to upstate, upstate New, York. New York, but you didn't say you ran a baseball team. Yeah, I did. What the uh, fuck? Yeah, so that's what I did. So uh, this is right before I moved from New Hampshire there. So at this time, exactly in my, in my life, uh, I was doing temp jobs because I knew that once Memorial Day weekend came, I was going to move to Glens Falls, New York, which uh, is all right. Um, it's uh, on the Adirondacks. It's, it's um, it's right at the very bottom of it. Uh, it's if you're go- if you've ever driven like from through Vermont, like the long way, ninety. Yeah, across. New I York. think you actually end up. It's like one of the the bigger cities. Albany, kinda, and that is it further west than that? Uh, it's north of Albany. Okay, north. So imagine like Albany, then you go directly up. And yeah, okay. You, you run right into it. Um, and I, uh, I, I ended up moving there. Uh, uh, in like a couple weeks later, after this week, I moved to upstate New York. I didn't know anybody except for uh, my buddy who owned the team with his dad. You have a um, buddy that owns what is what is a oh sorry so it was a college wooden bat team. So what that means is if you ever been to like Cape Cod baseball, um, no, you don't. You ever heard of Cape I mean, Cod I baseball? Know, yeah, of course I know. Okay, but so I've what, never been. what Cape Cod baseball is? Uh, that it's called wooden bat league. So what that means is a lot of times when you watch colleges, college kids play baseball, they're using aluminum bats. Ting, right. yep. and the ball goes a lot further. What's the sound effect on that? Though? Ting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what they are scouts are trying to do is like, all right, I know this kid can hit it 500 feet with an aluminum bat. What can they do with wood? Exactly. Right. So you'll have a lot of scouts come to these wooden bat. They're the ones in the cave are the best. That's the oldest one. It's the best. But a lot of college kids still want to have a showcase. Maybe they're not good enough to get into the cape. What is the next best option or another option? And one of these was this league in upstate New York. And uh, one of the teams at that point was the Glens Falls Golden Eagles. I don't think they exist any longer. Uh, that's too bad. Uh, I was there in just one year in 06. I'm not going to explain what went wrong there until we get to that week. But I'll explain going <laughs> there. How much? Where are we at with time right now? Yeah, you got, we got about 10 minutes left of the show. But wait, did they, was it a league that only was in upstate New York? So you play teams in your area? Is that Correct. how that goes? Okay. Yes. Yeah. This is like the, the only, Cape League, they only play. Right. Okay. And this right. is only, right. So this is like pre A. This is like the league below. This is not, this is way, way lower than that. Way lower. Okay. Yeah. This is like maybe you hope a couple, you know, a few kids make it. Maybe we'll get drafted and go into the minors. I don't think anyone from the league ever made it to the majors. Really? I don't think so. Not the last time I checked, but this is a, but they were kids that you might see one day, maybe be in double A. Okay. Uh, you know, if everything kind of breaks their way, they're hoping to get drafted, hoping, hoping, and then hoping maybe they get their shot to make it. The majors. Sure. Um, but it's, pre- it's pretty low, you know, low level low of success talent. and low yeah, level of talent, but yeah. it's Do you have um, any elder, like old guys too. There is like the no. old mentor. The whole 40. thing. It's completely amateur. Okay. And it's a way for them also to keep their amateur eligibility. Um, so they can come and they can play and oh, still, they can play in college. Exactly. Ah, so they can okay. be a sophomore and still play their junior year, things like that. Gotcha. So, um, so yeah, these kids weren't getting paid, but they were getting free room and board. And then obviously we'd cover, you know, their bus. So I was, um, uh, I would, I went there and helped run the team. My, my buddy, uh, he, who was running the team. I work with him with the national pride. And now I was uh, working with him again, him and his dad on the teams. Um, there were three teams Two. I'm sorry. There were two teams they owned. One team was on the other side of the league yeah. in New York, and then this one. So the dad kind of hung out in the other one. The son and I kind of ran this one. Okay. The son was from Florida, though, so he would go back. He had a wife and a young family in Florida. Jeez. So he was kind of going back and forth doing it. So it's kind of my responsibility to kind of... kind of. What do you do as someone so who runs everything. the team? So um, we did have a guy named Terry. who Terry and I didn't really get along very well. Uh, nice enough guy, I guess, but he was older and I was, I was 26. Yeah. I didn't want really him, but he kind of handled some other elements of it. I handled the things he went in. So I handled all the media relations stuff. I handled all the promotion stuff. Oh, I handled shit. all like the advertising sales. Yeah. 
He handled things like hotel accommodations for the players that they went on the road. He handled the stuff with the bus driver because he knew the bus drivers, the bus company. He handled that. So we kind of shared the duties there, but it was kind of a little bit of a power struggle. Terry was this older guy who was, and I and looking back on now, I would have a lot more patience with it and I'd have a lot more understanding. But back then I'm like, no, I'm here. I moved from New Hampshire. I have an apartment here. I'm, yeah. I want to make this series. I have vision. I have things I want to do with this team. I didn't really want Terry around. Right. Terry didn't want me around. Yep. Terry wanted to run it. And he had a kind of old fashioned way of doing it, but I was doing some fun stuff. I had some fun promotions, things like that. Uh, and it was a fun way to kind of get, I could see the, the crowd growing and growing. It was fun. It was very lonely. Um, Glens Falls is kind of a fun little town. It's right next to a town called Queensbury, which has a mall, had a movie theater. So I would go to the movies every once in a while. I was still dating a girl that lived in New Hampshire. So like whenever the team was on the road the weekend, I would drive back. Yeah. But it was just like, I never really made a ton of friends out there. It was, I wasn't there very long. We'll get into that. Maybe if we get to end of summer or fall of 06, we can kind of close the story out. But how many people would come to these games, by the way? So when I first go in there, not many, but I did some fun promotions. We had, a, I had a really great promotion with this uh, anti-tobacco group yeah. that was willing to pay for the whole stadium. They would buy out the stadium. So what, what happens? This stadium was huge. Giant. It used to be used for minor league baseball, like real, like single A. Oh, so okay. it was way more season we needed. Right. So I said, Hey, look, you know, if you buy say 600 tickets, I'll give you a reduced rate. And then we'll just open the gates to whoever wants to come in. And then that way they buy concessions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, of course. The only thing you kind of, on the back end of that is you don't want to devalue your ticket either. No, you don't. But at the same token, I just want to get people in the repetition. Oh, yeah. And the redundancy of coming to baseball Of course, games. yeah. See how it's so, fun. So um, we did that. That worked out really well. We actually ended up doing it twice that year. Um, and that was fun. They got that. They, they were really happy because they got a lot of attention. They got to, they got to throw out the first pitch. Yeah. I had them make a little speech in the PA between some of the inning breaks. They really don't got excited. Smoke kids. Exactly. And, you know, they, they threw out t-shirts, things like that. And the, the kids loved it, you know, and it just got people to the ballpark. So you started a lot more repeat faces. That was our most sure. successful one. Yeah. Another promotion we did was there was a hockey team that got, um, uh, uh, it was, uh, eliminated. It was a, it was a ECHL team. I think it was called the Adirondack, yeah. uh, uh, frostbite, just like how our, our Manchester Monarchs got eliminated. This one got oh, eliminated right. and people were very upset. The frostbite were much more popular than the golden Eagles. <laughs> yeah. They were very, they were like, that was like the thing to do in this town. Yeah. Was go to these games. Um, but they got, and so uh, we had like saved the frostbite night and we were like, Hey, if you have enough people coming to our baseball game, we can prove that we deserve a hockey team. Right. I had no at all connections with the ECHL. No, no, you could have done I was it. just no. totally just <laughs> bullshit. Saying bullshit. <laughs> but because of this promotion, I got to be on like a lot of the local news stations and right. stuff. And, uh, and I got to like promote the golden Eagles, uh, really just kind of the coattails of the frostbite, <laughs> yeah. which were much more popular and love. That's a good golden idea. Eagles. But we kind of did stuff like that. Just tried to do some creative fun stuff. It was really fun. So uh, I think we, sometimes you had, we might've had a thousand people sometimes. Well, that's those, pretty those good. Free games. We had a lot of people. Come. Cause who comes to Manchester to see the, what is it? The, not the C that's Portland, but uh, the baseball team. The fish guys do very well. Do they? Yeah, they do very well. But is it, do you think it's thousands that come? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. it is. Okay. They, they, All right. They see, I think it's 4,000. They like open it. They do very yeah. well. Okay. They're double a blue Jays. That's a, that's a high level of baseball. Yeah, you're right. They, you're right. That is a, and but that's what I mean to see a thousand at sub, 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 sub level baseball. There's nothing else to do in these small towns. Yeah, like you would just like give them a free ticket. They were so excited. Um, so, and then you got, and once we did that, you started to see more and more people come, but it was, it was fun. I was living in a Ramada Inn for the first two weeks I was there ah. in May. Uh, and then early June, that was so depressing. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, do you have a micro, uh, microwave and a mini fridge? Is that how that I worked? I did. I think, I, I think I did. I know I was, I try to stay out of that hotel as much. I was just getting so depressed. Yeah. Uh, um, depressing. and then I think June 1st, I guess is when I got my, my apartment in downtown Glens Falls. And uh, if we ever get into the summer or late summer or fall, I'll kind of explain why that. How come I didn't know south. you managed a fucking baseball team? I didn't manage them. I ran it. So How, I wasn't the manager. I wasn't like calling for steals and stuff, but right, I was, uh, 
Yeah, I uh, I did I did that for uh, for it. That was my summer of 06. But this Crazy. Was, so at this point in my time, I was just doing any temporary I could find and just getting as much money as I could just so I could afford to just move. I figured I had to pay for deposit, things yeah. like that. Yeah. So I and rent a U-Haul and things like that. So I was just like doing any amount of work I could find. I remember I worked at like a place uh, in a town called E-Coast. They are mm. where the old Cabletron used to be. I'm saying a lot of New Hampshire stuff, but it was a giant. Cabletron was this huge business in New Hampshire. And they went under in the early 90s. Yeah. I think right, or maybe late 90s. They went under. I'm sorry. Uh, they were been late in the 90s. 90s. Yep. Uh, late 90s. And then this company called Ecos kind of went into their like their tomb <laughs> and took over one of the buildings and kind of ran it. I mean, they were a fine company, but I just kind of like did. They were willing to take me out of temp work. So I was doing that. Yeah. I wasn't really happy there, but I was I was doing whatever I could to get any dollar I could. Um, so maybe, maybe move. if we do this long enough, we'll figure out how your summer ended. Yes. If we ever get into fall or late summer of 06, I'll, I'll, I'll put a cap to the story. Hopefully the movies and the music are better. I saw a lot of movies that at that Queensberry mall. I was going to the movies cause I was so bored and I so bet. lonely. I was going to the movies like three times a week. Anytime there wasn't a home game, I'd be like, I'm just going to go to the movies, I guess. See ya. Yeah. I'm so bored. Anything else on that? Or should we go to That's headlines? It. Okay, uh, May 16th, huge flooding in the Northeast. This has happened a couple times. In fact, we might have talked about this on the, on oh the show. God. So but two yes. years in a row, yes. there was massive flooding in, the, in New England. And this one, um, my basement flooded, I think, uh, I was living in Rochester on a hill, and my basement flooded like three feet. The sump pump couldn't take it because the fucking sewers were all backed up. So, and I said, I had to like, I I was trying to like do anything. I could clear it all out. Couldn't do anything. And that happened in the middle of the night. And I just decided, screw it. I'm going to bed. And by the next morning, it had all cleared out. But this was like, there was roads with huge damage because of it and trees all over the place. It was crazy. I remember driving around Portsmouth. I I forgot it was, this was this weekend, but you're absolutely, because it was, I was going to one of these temp jobs. I remember driving around downtown Portsmouth. I'm sorry. sorry, It wasn't downtown. It was on route one in Portsmouth. And I know it's very New Hampshire centric. I'm, I apologize if you're not from the area, but uh, the route one, there is like little uh, roads that have like little neighborhoods off of them. Yeah. And I remember looking at the, my window and there were all these houses that had like uh, pumps, um, like pipes, whatever. Coming out of their window or coming something? Coming out of their windows, their yeah. basements. Right. All of these houses were flooded. Like the, these rains, and you're right, it was back to back years. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was like right around it was Mother's Day. Tough. Yep. It, which I guess probably is this weekend. That's right. Yep. And it was, uh, I remember a lot of Mother's Days were ruined because their basements were completely flooded. Right. It was really bad. I was trying to negotiate my way back to my house, and I had to take this like serpentine, circuitous oh, yeah. route because all these roads were blocked and flooded. I couldn't, it was crazy. It was really Never wild. Never seen anything like that. No, and it happened back to back years. And I remember yep. Newmark, the town that I live in now, the downtown got flooded oh, really yeah. bad. Yeah. And then, so close to the river. And yeah, I remember even when I, when we got the house last year, I was nervous about it, but we're on a hill. So I'm not, yeah, nervous you'd be fine. It. but I'm like, it hasn't happened for a while, but I had to explain to my wife, like, no back. We had these two years that yep. this happened. Yeah. I'd never seen anything like it. Even during like hurricanes and stuff around I've here. Never I've never seen anything like before or since those two years were awful. Um, Mark Inglis from New Zealand becomes the first double amputee to climb Mount Everest. He lost both of his legs. Oh, got up there. There was some controversy about this ascent though, uh, because there was this man who was also trying to ascend named. uh, It wasn't in the same party named uh, David Sharp and he wasn't doing well. And the, the, uh, the group that Inglis was a part of actually like checked in with him, but could decide they couldn't do anything to help him. And they just kept going and ascended. And, and this guy, um, and this guy, he, he died. He died. He died. So there's some controversy around that. So I guess you could say that, was it Mark Inglis? Inglis. Got a leg up on that other idea. That is a terrible joke. Uh, China completes uh, one of the last stages of the Three Gorges Dam. Did you know this? No. This thing is the world's largest hydroelectric uh, project. 
uh, that crosses the Yangtze River. It's one of the, I can't remember if it's the second largest river in the world. There's the Amazon, there's the Mississippi, there's the Yangtze, there's another one, but uh, it's one of the largest in the world. It's 7,600 feet long, this fucking dam. That's over a mile long. That's huge. You can see this shit from space. Hmm. Um, 600 meters tall. And uh, to do it, they had to drown 13 towns and 4,500 villages. Including New Market, New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. Yes. Flooded all the way over here. Right. Um, and then, oh, the last thing was kind of this weird thing. So Apple Corps, which is the Beatles. <laughs> it sounds terrible, but they're like corporation Apple. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Apple, the computer company. Okay. A technology company were fighting in court over their trademark. Yeah. Uh, in Britain. And apparently News 24, this, this court case was going on. News 24, uh, BBC News 24 on this day. Uh, I can't remember what day it was. I think it was uh, Thursday this week. I think you need to change the name of your computer. <laughs> Not very good. I, is that Paul or is that John? That's, that's it's, what I uh, it's like a Paul Ringo. <laughs> a Ringo, right? A Pringo. I don't, I don't like the name of your computer. <laughs> Not that. I'm terrible. Better than my uh, hiker joke, right? Way better. Yeah. So you don't like that joke. No, I didn't. Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, that's oh, a boy. I, I, feel, I feel real bad. You <laughs> say you so much. I'm sorry about that. That's all right. You say I have terrible, uh, terrible stories. So. You do. Um, anyway, thank you. Um, so so BBC 24, uh, BBC 24, they've got, they bring in a guest speak, uh, guest, uh, like court expert to talk okay. about this shit. Um, it's this guy named Guy. But the guy's name is Guy? The guy's name is Guy. Well, that's right. common in England, apparently. Oh, okay. But there were two guys in studio in different waiting rooms, and they grabbed the wrong guy and brought <laughs> him on live air. I like this story. Okay. And uh, and the BBC, like, gra- so whoever the runner was, so grabbed him, brought him on air, and the guy, like, had, he just went with it, but he had no idea what he was talking about. Um, I re- Like, um, the, the, the newscaster said, good morning. Uh, were you surprised about the verdict today? And the wrong guy says, I'm very surprised to see <laughs> this verdict to come on me because I was not expecting that. When I came, they told me something else and I am coming. You got an interview. That's all. So a big surprise anyway. Oh, all right. <laughs> so wrong guy. Wrong guy. Um, but that's it. Those, that was that news and headlines bullshit, for the shit. Though. It's, it's bullshit about like Apple, Beatles Apple was before Steve Jobs Apple. I don't know. So I mean, I'm was, not sure how they it incorporated was, it. Was think it? about it. Well, think about the, the record. The record came out in the Well, there was Apple 60s. records, but who knows how they were orchestrated. I mean, how, who why, they were. Well, why does Steve Jobs need to call his he Apple? No, he doesn't. You know, I mean, well, he's dead now. Well, he's so, really dead. Well, different countries, too. You had Britain versus the United States. But I don't think, why would he call it Apple? I don't know why he chose Apple. Maybe it was a, I don't know enough about him. That's not fair, though, right? Because the Beatles Apple was first. Yeah, but why can't we just? There's a different country, though. In the United States, you could call it Apple. I mean, I still buy I don't Apple. Give a shit. You don't care much. Not really. Well, I mean, I well, why don't, no, you, I, why don't you care about us? Well, because the Beatles, that it doesn't. Apple Records is the record company, but the but the Beatles don't tell like that doesn't signify Apple to me. That signifies the Beatles. You know yeah. what I mean? Apples a that I always thought they were different ent, ent, uh, entities. Yeah, I guess you're. But right. I think Apple was the it must have been the you know the legal structure that owned all the royalties and shit for Beatles. I don't know. All right. Question for you. Who dies first? McCartney or Ringo? Uh, Ringo. Who's our, who's our last I fucking Beatle? hope Ringo dies oh, first. Oh, no. Why? I actually have a lot of... I'm not a huge Paul McCartney. I love the Beatles <laughs> as the Beatles. Okay. I don't like their stuff separate. Okay. But I have a lot of respect for Paul McCartney. Even though I don't love his musical career after, he's written like 500, 600, 700 songs, and he's a really awesome writer. Ringo is... He shouldn't have been in that band. Ringo's not even really big, talented. Best fan? You're like, I don't even know. I know. I don't know enough about his drumming, but I just know anybody. Like a lot of the stuff on the record, John played drums. It wasn't wasn't even Ringo, because he just he's not that talented. 
Sorry, Ringo. Wow. And I listen. So you to are that. you're hoping it's Ringo who dies first. In fact, I might take him out myself. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. That's how strong I feel. I just think Paul McCartney is a really good guy. It's he seems like a really good guy, and he's very talented. He's written a ton of shit. I have a lot of respect for him. I don't have a lot of respect for Ringo. What did he ever do? What did he do? I think we're. I think we'll end up being stuck with Ringo being the last one left, and he's the last Beatle. I wish George were. I mean, I love George. That's a weird thing. We will get in that case one day when he's uh, yeah. like, they broke into his house. All right, we're going. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Um, anything else? Oh yes, I do. So uh, next week we have a much better week. This was the way worst. better week. This week was a disaster. Thanks for bearing with us. Horrible. Uh, next week is good. It's uh, April in nineteen ninety seven. And yes. here are the movies we're going to be doing. Oh, so much better. We start with uh, the YouTube is going to be Liar Liar. Yes. And the podcast will be Anaconda. Yes. And Gross Point Blank. Yes. So go check out uh, Liar Liar, Anaconda, Gross Point Blank. Those are the movies we're covering next week, April 1997. We'll catch you in the next one. Take care.